Welcome to Pod Me If You Can, I'm David Farrell. And I'm Lloyd Hughes. And today's film is World War Z, the Brad Pitt, Plan B, uh, drama, action, horror, really. Uh, Plan B is uh, Brad Pitt's production company, which he used to have with Jennifer Aniston. But uh, since they've broken up, I'm guessing it's just Brad Pitt's now. There's probably some settlement on that. Uh, We'll be discussing World War Z today with spoilers in mind. We've seen the film, we're going to talk about it. And if you haven't seen the film, you should probably check it out before listening to the rest of this podcast. Uh, Lloyd, did you see it in 2D or 3D? I saw it in 2D. As did I. I just did not feel that this was a 3D film. Yeah, um, it's an M-rated zombie movie. How do you? How does that happen? <laughs> it's it's the kind of film that has those scares where they're trying to get you to jump in the in the audience, you know. Yeah, rather um, than the gore, which is what I like. I actually find gore really boring, but it's hard, almost impossible, to do a zombie movie without going that extra step. And this movie seemed to have pulled that off. This film actually did have a lot of production company logos at the beginning. I don't know if you noticed. I heard it was rife with issues. Like what the brief, um, I didn't research this film heavily, but the, the brief read I had about it, like it had so many reshoots. And um, Mark Commode in his review, he said it feels like a committee film. Like it feels like they shot the film, um, uh, showed it in front of the heads and they went, okay, what needs to happen is this, 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 this. Like, you know what I mean? Like just to get as big an audience as possible. Um, so, yeah. Definitely. <laughs> no, so you felt the same now way? They've, um, they've, they've made, I've read a couple of things about uh, the screenwriting and um, the way they very publicly talk about how they rewrote the ending and stuff oh right yeah i heard about that yeah and um apparently they had a really action i'll read you this uh, segment i found and this yeah, is sure. from uh, pop watch uh on entertainment weekly website and it discusses the world war z ending um Originally, the plane was going to take him to Russia, where there would be a gigantic zombie action scene featuring Brad Pitt hacking his way through mountains of zombies. This is apparently the part of the film that they shot in Budapest, uh, which was on one of their previous Entertainment Weekly magazines, mostly which fell away onto the cutting room floor. Oh, right. So then they obviously rewrote how the plane crashes and then they go to... um, you know the the facility where they're trying to figure out whether if they inject themselves with a terminal illness all that stuff you know is a completely different ending as you know yeah definitely have you read Which the actually, book at all no i didn't no, read the book me either. um i actually really enjoyed that ending the um terminal illness type i thought it was so thrilling it was really like intense yeah because you it had was. to sneak through this facility <laughs> yeah you know where it's it just kind of minimizes everything brings it right down to a fine point his goal is to sneak past that zombie then the next zombie you know um and get into this room and it just really limits how much you have to worry about but it makes it really intense because it's one thing that you hope he can do rather than there's zombies everywhere there's zombies left there's zombies right they're crashing through here you know there's shaky camera work and there's i don't know the previous action films where all the zombies are rolling down a hill <laughs> yeah. you know and the that CGI just seems so ridiculous 
seemed ridiculous in the CGI how it's just like a wave of zombies rolling. Yeah, you know? I, I was thinking that myself because um, the George A. Romero films were just brilliant because they had Tom Savini doing the makeup and the gore and that really, by the way, uh, especially Dawn of the Dead, really influenced how makeup was done and that, that's one of the big things about zombie movies is the beauty and the makeup and that's one of the most horrifying things about the zombie creature is that you see the humanity in that monster you see who they originally were there were loved ones and everything like that i think walking dead explores that a lot the tv series and of course this big huge wave of zombie films that have come out recently but um in this film they went heavily cgi'd and my issue with i am legend was was the fact that everything was cgi'd and i felt i didn't feel any fear from those zombies because oh there's a cgi puppet and it almost felt this way with world war z like as you said how they were running and piling up on each other it looked too comical and too ridiculous mm. like i didn't the moment i see it's a cgi puppy puppet and it is it is obvious that it's cgi something about the movement and stuff like that i feel distant i feel right away okay that's not scary at all i don't know for yeah. some reason puppetry and makeup for me scare me more than the cgi uh, monster but i don't think this film was that bad like i read a lot of negative stuff about this but i don't want to say that that's one of the bad points of this film at all i, I think they did a decent job with it like how else are you going to do zombies on a big scale i mean you have to in some way have yeah have cgi but it just that rolling stuff was no yeah, good i mean i would have <laughs> i would have preferred to have seen like uh you know those uh weta workshop kind of um armies of orcs running yeah a lot stuff. of people brought pa- comparisons to that i was talking to they said oh for some reason the orcs look much more realistic in uh, lord of the rings the big battles um yep. than than this film and this film the mo- made- it was the movements i feel like it was the rolling exactly. tidal wave movements. yes yeah the movements um, yeah 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 mark forster is the director of this film and i've seen most of what he's done finding and, neverland uh, uh and what's the other stranger one that- than fiction oh he did that one okay yeah he did that one as well uh quantum of solace was his previous yeah i heard that's film. one of the worst um bond films and that was my biggest worry i think i said this in one of our podcasts the films that we're looking forward to i said my biggest issue with this film is the director can he do a big action movie because he's yep. very good at doing um drama which i think is the core of directing um one of the most important well, elements yeah. yeah that's the strength i think in the ending yeah it's so dramatic yeah. i think it was very well done he, he handles and the family really well like the the family scenes and the build-up and stuff i agree like i yeah. agree and i mean you've got some of those jumpy moments where you know the cop at the beginning is telling him stay inside your vehicle and then he gets immediately uh, hit yeah but some of that stuff was in the trailer so it becomes difficult to surprise you with scares when they're revealed to you in the trailer of the yeah film. this was heavily promoted they spent a lot of money trying to get people to watch this you know (laughs) exactly um did you think that society fell apart a bit quickly in this yeah it's it's like they rushed through it's it's a hard one to do because you're taking in the whole scale of a pandemic or epidemic Mm. i'm not sure which one um you know i haven't seen contagion i heard that was one of the most brilliant ones of this take by our favorite sodenberg who we mentioned over and over again this podcast series um 
uh, like and yeah it goes from that the uh, almost the early stages of it to um the later stages to how they beat the the pandemic um it's it happens very quickly yeah it happens very quickly and they use a lot of newsreels uh i shouldn't say newsreels reels is a really old term but they use a lot of news footage to get that across that it is a global scale i thought that was very effective um at the beginning yep. yeah i thought that was really really well done um, how this and modded, I mean, you have yeah. to, you have to. This is a very good example of cutting to the chase. This film could have been made, um, you know, on a far smaller budget and be more of a small, intimate family movie yeah. where you imply that all this crazy action is going on. But because it's such a big blockbuster, you get this epic scale. And he, this is the thing which bugged me about this film. You ready for it, Lloyd? Yep. There's always something. There's always something on this podcast. I'm, I'm always forever saying the thing that really bugged me is every single time. If um, you're on a ship safe with your family, um, it's frustrating to me that the plan, inverted commas, uh, is to fly with a scientist to another country where it may or may not be infected with zombies uh, to try and find the source of why this started. Patient it seems ridiculous. Zero ridiculous and then to fly from there to another country to another country had this film ended the way that they'd intended initially with him flying to another country and fighting a bunch of zombies this would have been so dumb yeah because he's just flying from country to country in this plane like just landing and going yep this place has zombies like what a silly plan especially when the scientist shoots himself oh you know, that trips. was yeah that was really hard to take i was like oh really yeah, and it just felt like such a waste of time doing any of that at that point. And the other soldiers and stuff kept saying things like, oh, you, sh- you shouldn't have come here for that. I could have told you that. You know? <laughs> Why didn't you just call? We could have told you that. You oh, well, I liked it how they included other countries instead of just America all the time. Like the problem is usually always solved in America. I know with this one it's solved by an American, but at least they include other countries. I just thought it was so dumb how Israel had to get overtaken while Brad Pitt is in there. Like they build yeah. this whole wall and no one's looking over the wall. You know, I'm just like, oh, come on. Israel. Yep. Like one of the most secure cut like a heavily secured countries in the world and in this film the logic is they spent all this money building this wall yet as brad pitt is there people are simply singing what somebody didn't put music a concert before and this didn't happen i don't know like mm. yeah i just thought that was really dumb <laughs> yeah i mean they're having a lot more films as well where the president dies you know and that yeah. was another plot point the president's dead i love it how it's all president. verbal as well you don't hear it like no the president's gone man like you're in charge like that was really yeah. cool <laughs> yeah yeah exactly and there was this seemed like a a fairly classic plot in that he's a very reluctant hero you know yeah and um the way he's twisted his arm is twisted is by including his family in this isn't it yeah which like, I thought the family was good. I, I very much enjoyed the family dynamic. That was fantastic. I love it how, like, those little details, how they're at the food place and they were eating food and the kid complains about the water and he and the soldier goes, oh, it's probably because there's too many um, people on board. And they could have went much more savage with that, like a lot more aggression towards that family because they were non, um, what's the word, non-needed personnel or something like that. Non-essential. Non-essential yep. personnel. They could have gone a lot more with that, but just that one scene, you really get the idea of the dire that that um carriers in like they, they have to be only essential personnel on the, board that ship that was really cool yeah 
Um, I've I've taken a couple of notes while I was watching it. Origin could be from anywhere was one of the lines. Shame you had to fly out here to figure that out. Somebody <laughs> said, and I thought the same thing. I was like, why bother? You know. And then Israel's blocked out from the rest of the world. Well, off to Jerusalem. You know, it's like he can fly around because he was a former UN, you know, detective <laughs> guy. It's, yeah, very frustrating. I, I didn't mind the scene where the phone rings and they're trying to be quiet. You yep. know, but it seems like such a classic horror movie thing that there's yeah. the big clatter of something, you know. I was just going to have a shower. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Brooks, I can't remember his full name, but he's the son of Mel Brooks, believe it or not, who wrote this book. And this book is really popular. Um, a lot of people say it's f- fantastic, and I really want to find time to read it and compare it to this movie. Unfortunately, I just, I'm really sorry I couldn't do it for the podcast, but I'd, it'd be really interesting to see the differences and where it goes. I heard the book is more just a journal take, like um, uh, fragments of each part of the world um, on the situation. I could be way off, but that's what I heard. <laughs> Okay, um, Max Brooks, based Max on Brooks. the novel by. Yes. Yeah. Well, that's good. Yeah. I had no idea about that. Yeah. Um, with the M-rated feature, uh, I did you feel the threat? Like, uh, I, I want to say the example of the airplane sequence because that's got to be one of the most nightmarish situations to have. That you're in an airplane and somebody's from the back of it is running up. Like this monster is coming and eating everyone. Like that is so terrifying for me because I'm a bit claustrophobic. Like I was heavily when I was a kid, but not so much anymore. But could you imagine? Uh, you know, all these people screaming on the other side of the plane, and you just try. Your only defense is baggage. Like, you know, oh my gosh, that was terrifying for me. Yeah, no, it was very intense. And um, I wouldn't have minded. (laughs) Uh, They kept introducing characters only to kill them off. It was like um, that girl who was introduced, I think she was in Jerusalem. Yeah, she was um, cool. she She gets bitten and then he immediately chops off her hand. Yeah. Which was insane. That was like the most violent thing i think you see and on you the, never um, see it you never see the hand getting chopped off it's all off screen but see how effective that was you don't show it see people yeah, you yeah. don't have to show gore it just has to be implied and it's equally as effective um you know with the tendency with a lot of movies nowadays is to go all out with the gore because we have cgi we can show it um but in this one i thought it was very clever like they're doing a whole zombie movie like full grotesque and uh, you don't see much at all. Like, you see a lot of CGI puppets. Yeah, you see a lot of people get bitten and transform. But you don't see the gore that's normally associated with um, zombie movies. And I think that's a lot of credit to Mark Foster or the committee that really um, decided in the end where this film was going to go. But, uh, you know, that hand scene, as you say, was very effective. You want to talk about the plane stuff. Um, he has that, initially, he has that big plane which... Um, leaves without him when he's in Jerusalem. And I thought that was pretty realistic because he's not really that important, yeah. is he? Yeah, he was just you know? like, oh, I'm getting out of here. <laughs> he's non-essential crew. And it's so weird that our lead character, Jerry, played by Brad Pitt, is such an unessential part of it all. I know he overcomes things at the end and he basically finds a cure um, or a temporary cure. I mean, he injects himself with a terminal illness, so it's going <laughs> to kill him eventually, I guess. But um, it's... It's interesting on that plane. I there was a dog that was barking. Yeah. You know, oh yeah, um, yeah. And I don't know why that dog was allowed 
you know, on that on plane. The plane, sure. Like, Maybe it's a case they, they just didn't care. <laughs> don't they generally travel underneath? That was the first thing that took me out of that scene. Um, no pilot was announcing anything. No one was talking. There was How no come clear. Brad Pitt and just that girl went onto the plane. How come not the whole unit that was escorting him? Like, was it just because yep. she was injured? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, Nobody that, else seemed to... That was weird, because from what I understood, that unit was gone. Like, they're going to get overrun by zombies. Why couldn't they get on the plane as well and escort Brad Pitt? That way he'd have three or four special units, Israel units. Like, oh, uh, that would have been, seems... been nice. Wouldn't yeah, it nice, would have been it? nice, yeah. <laughs> um, I just felt like at a certain point it was zombies on a plane, you know? Like the snakes <laughs> on a plane knockoff. Um, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It was there was little they could do, but crash that plane. Yeah, really. Um, so I kept waiting for that to happen, and then when you have a plane crash like this, it seems like there shouldn't be any survivors. But or, obviously, or there should be more, like not just Brad Pitt and the Essentials. And when I say Essentials, I got my fingers in the air. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah there sh- commas. Yeah, there should have been a couple more um, survivors or something. Yeah, or he should have been unable to walk or something. Yeah. It, there was, um, I don't know. There was parts of this which I, I was just like, well, that wouldn't happen, you know. Uh, despite the fact that it's a zombie movie, I'm saying that about, you know, uh, the key common sense stuff, when that shouldn't happen, that bugs me. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously a zombie invasion shouldn't happen and I'm hoping that never happens in real life. Yeah. But just like when you're flying in a plane and a plane crashes. Look, uh, Damon Lindelof from Lost had a hand in writing the ending. Um, you know, and that involved, I guess, the plane crash to finding the cure sort of stuff. Yeah. Which I don't know if he's contractually obliged to put a um, plane crash in everything he does. <laughs> Matthew Fox had a part in this film as a para jumper. Yeah, I don't know. Um, it just felt like the plane was going to have to be the vessel that got them to the next scene. In a way, you have to keep having him travel to different scenes. That was an- annoying for me. I felt like he didn't even need to leave at all. They could have just called and found out what the deal was, you know? <laughs> just show me. We have all this technology with Skype and everything. Just flip the laptop around and show me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't know. Uh, he had he had some shrapnel though. I mean, there was some injury from the plane crash, but it didn't seem to bother him for long, did it? The, there's this huge fascination with the with the zombie monster, um, and I think I, I might have been the Dawn of the Dead remake that brought it all back. But you got Walking Dead, which is a huge series. I see everyone talking about it on Twitter and Facebook. It's no way as big as Game of Thrones, but it is a very big and popular franchise. You've also got a video game that just recently came out called The Last of Us, which is r- regarded by many reviewers as the best game ever. Like I think that's over an exaggeration, but um, that's really a huge, huge game for the PlayStation 3. And that's all about a zombie apocalypse as well. There's this huge fascination with that monster. And um, I think they're going to be... Uh, like, I think this film is a huge um, thing in that franchise purely because it's like a... Well, in America, it was rated PG. So it's like, you know, bringing it into a mainstream level, like a huge, huge mainstream level. Do you think they're going to make more movies like this, like focusing on the zombie apocalypse? Like, they might just make one where you're just living in the zombie apocalypse like Walking Dead, a two-hour movie on that. 
I think we're going to see more zombie films, certainly. It's never a genre that's going to go away. Yeah. Um, it's very popular, absolutely. It's not necessarily my cup of tea. Um, <laughs> I find but it... I'll I, happily... I love the zombie franchise myself. Um, uh, George A. Romero, who's the godfather of zombie films with Night of Living Dead and so forth, he doesn't like the running zombies. You know, zombies mm. can run now. He likes the old The Mummy ones that they slouch towards you. But, man, i got so many issues with that. Like, to me, as uh, to be a threat, they have to spearhead at you, like, run right away. <laughs> yeah, the, the ones in this film had no problem with that, did yeah, they? Yeah, yeah. And how fast they change, like how he's counting, 1, 1,000, 2, 1,000. Like, it's just like, yeah. wow, they change really quick. Yep, exactly. Um, what in was terms that of scene where he got blood splattered on him and he didn't get effective? Was he one of the guys that just couldn't get affected by zombies? Or was that when he works no. out he has to get bitten? Yeah, pretty much. He oh, went okay. and stood on the edge of the building before he was going to jump off. Um, if he started to turn into a zombie, he was going to kill himself, so he didn't kill his family. Right, yeah. I just thought If he, I remember correctly. Yeah, I, I, I just, for some reason, interpreted that as he couldn't turn because he was one of the special ones, but I must have looked at that wrong. No. He was special in the way that uh, he was carrying an axe and they were carrying a crowbar and they wedged the door open and they wedged it open with the axe instead of the crowbar, (laughs) which made no sense to me. I was just like, really? You're going to leave the implement that is designed for (laughs) chopping and keep the one that will not decapitate a zombie? (laughs) I didn't even notice that. (laughs) Uh, With a creaky door where they're um, creeping through the... um, facility at the end yeah they wedge the door open with, <laughs> with the axe, axe. <laughs> stupidly so yeah that was a nice special touch i think brad pitt didn't have to stretch too much for this film because it reminded me a lot of spy game have you seen that yeah i have yeah so he's like an international spy he's going around there's united nations in this you know um pretty much i felt like he had to do a lot of kind of reconnaissance and like you know running in war zones and stuff and it really reminded me very much of spy game and i felt like it was almost a sequel for that character you know he settled down with a family that's a cool way to look at it yeah absolutely yeah it's kind of an interesting take on it i think if you watch it that way so um pretty much the camouflage of the uh you know um the terminal what do you call it yeah terminal illness yeah i think was one of my favorite things about it and i think it's one of those wow them in the end films so like i enjoyed it a lot more because i enjoyed the very end the third act you know Mm. i forgave so much from the first and second act and that's what made this a better film for me yeah you Uh, agree yeah overall i didn't mind the movie i i just read so many negative things about it going on so it could be the case where i hear so much bad things and i watch and go it's not that bad um but yeah i yeah i didn't think it was that bad at all um for a big scale movie it did have that feel though of that committee type filmmaking where people went okay let's put a mexican family in there that'll get that audience let's make the ending a bit more you know and stuff like that but yeah overall i thought it worked i thought it was okay it was was good and this is what women want to see isn't it they want to see brad pitt and by the end of the movie he'll be riddled with diseases i mean they're they're thinking yes (laughs) sexy man (laughs) he gets back with his family (laughs) i found the very end where he's doing a voiceover um you know this is only the beginning sort of voiceover a bit cheesy like didn't feel like it was necessary at all and i felt like brad pitt's lost voiceover credibility have you seen his chanel number five ad no well this is one to google for afterwards lloyd but 
He has a Chanel number no. five ad. If you Google Chanel number no. five, Brad Pitt, you will find this ad where he's saying, "It's not a journey, you know. <laughs> plans change and things disappear, and it's just gibberish." And it's been panned. Uh, Saturday Night Live did a very funny joke of it. Um, it's been spoofed nonstop. He looks hoboish, and he's just sort of rambling about non. You know, it's just a silly little ad, really. And it was silly, and it got a lot of media attention and i guess that was good for chanel number no. five but <laughs> it takes away his voiceover credibility for me because with how when much he money talking, this ran over they should have just spent the extra cash and got morgan freeman because he could say <laughs> anything and give it credibility <laughs> well this this did i went in thinking this was going to be like war of the worlds you know tom cruise uh oh, yeah. fighting aliens and that had uh, morgan, morgan freeman's freeman <laughs> narration yeah yeah and in a way, that was its own contained movie. You don't need a sequel to War of the Worlds. You could have a sequel to this, and they may greenlight one, but what would you call it, Lloyd? World War Z2? World yeah. War A? What? Like, <laughs> World War Z refers to zombie, yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, but I mean, the next letter is... There is no next letter, you know, yeah. so you can't go World War you know y x anything because yeah. it'd be a if you're yeah. restarting and then it's like a prequel yeah i There's wouldn't mind prequel that, i'd like want to see focusing just on the beginning of the overtake i don't know but that's probably been done to death <laughs> yeah yeah it probably has and this film like you say it ran over budget it's a monster of a thing it's it's a blockbuster um but it really feels like three to four stars out of five yeah you know, like sure there's too much in it this it's i don't know the stuff where he goes from country to country just feels so stupid to me like yeah. as a plot point i get that they want to show as many countries as they want to show it needs to be a big international film it needs to have hordes of zombies worldwide it needs to feel like there's a scope to it you know mm. but i think it would have been more uh appreciated by walking dead fans if it was set in one place yeah you know Yep. the people in the walking dead i don't think they get on planes and fly to other places to see if there are zombies i think it's said by news reporters it's said you know it's it's leaked around isn't it i mean yeah well walking dead almost focuses purely how we live in apocalypse in a post-apocalyptic world and almost ignores the fact that there's zombies there and just treats them as environmental um yep. this one i guess it's more situational how do we deal with this and get it get rid of it directly yeah and you don't need to know why i think yeah. like the the point where he's trying to find patient zero and find out why this has happened guess what it's happened yeah you know um they want to find a cure they can go to a lab and try and find a cure like they do at the end you know yeah. um but even if he'd said right this is how it happened big deal the scientist guy's dead the big brain you know guy who was saying mother nature's a bitch right before he dies um he's gone so there's not another scientist on that boat presumably otherwise they would have sent him as well which yeah, is pretty right. stupid with no president the president's dead the vice president's missing the military just making crazy decisions so yeah it would it was frustrating to watch this uh, comedy <laughs> of errors yeah well um we do a segment on this show where we do a recommendation so here's the opener watch dave lloyd you uh you mentioned this director earlier steven soderbergh yep have you seen his latest film side effects no 
It's out on DVD now. Um, Rooney Mara, the girl with the dragon tattoo. Uh, Channing Tatum's in it. Jude Law plays a major role. And Catherine Zeta-Jones is in it as well. Uh, it is thrilling. Um, it's... <laughs> It's basically about Channing Tatum's character is married to Rooney Mara's character and uh, he's just gotten out of jail and she's not dealing with it so well and so uh, she drives her car into a wall in a suicide attempt and they put her on some medication that has some side effects and I don't really want to say much more because um, the twists and turns are really fascinating in this film and just the way it's shot, Soderbergh's a genius. Um, obviously, he's getting out of the game. It's been well documented that he's looking film? to retire. I think it might be. Wow. To be honest. Yeah. Yeah. That's so. I'm going to pull it up. That's so disappointing because uh, yes, Soderbergh's a big favorite of ours. Though I think we've done several of his films on this podcast, and yeah, he has mentioned that um, several times that he's just going to. This is it for him. He's going to retire and get into painting. I do still feel like he's going to produce, you know, these smaller films. Um, yeah, I mean, if I'm having a quick look at his IMDb. He's producing a TV miniseries. He's executive producer on It's due out in 2014. Um, I think there's still going to be... Uh, he's going to be tied to uh, George Clooney because George Clooney's, um, you know, uh, in the same production company with him. So Clooney's not going to stop working, but Steven Soderbergh might have a reduced role um, side effects is looks like it might be his second last directing um, outing. Uh, he's also got Behind the Candelabra, which is um, Matt Damon and Michael Douglas, the right. um, Liberace movie. Oh, okay, yeah, with all the makeup and stuff. Um, but yeah, side effects has come out. Look, it's it's a good one to get out on DVD. It's a it's an intriguing film. It doesn't feel like the kind of film that would uh, make a lot of money at the box office, and I don't think it did. Hence but, why um, I go saw it on DVD. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, but yeah, I always like to check out a film by Steven Soderbergh, and I think this is just a textbook, solid script meets, you know, solid acting. Rooney yeah. Mara is really great, and I think it's just even more so demonstrates how she's going to be such a, you know, influential actress in the future. Um she got Oscar nominated for Girl with a Dragon Tattoo, and I feel like a couple of roles from now she'll be Oscar nominated again. You know, it's just she's um, she's really like hypnotizing in this and really intriguing as a character. Uh, and even Jude Law, he's constantly in the press for like um, I don't know these um paternity reasons and like uh, him and Sienna Miller and things like that. All around the time of Alfie, which I think was like two thousand four or something like that, um, he became a real sort of negative person in all the press and stuff and and in this film his performance is such that um how shall i put it you really feel for him you really empathize with jude law's character and you um you kind of support him as as an audience watching you're you're rooting for jude law's character in this film at times and i think it's a very strong acting performance and and catherine zeta jones has worked with steven soderbergh before she was in uh, oceans 13 you know so it's just like um Channing Tatum was in Magic Mike, you know, also directed by Soderbergh, yeah. which we've done a podcast about. Um, yeah, I think it's a really solid film and side effects. I think you guys should probably check it out. Oh, definitely, man. I can't. I, I got it. I loved uh, Steven Soderbergh, and it sounds like a fantastic cast. Yeah, solid four four person cast. Um, the other characters are very minor and and everything, but they're the the four leads are really good in this. And um, 
before we go i'll just do a quick plug for uh, www.podmeifyoucan.com thanks guys all the best